This is the Bird Dad Podcast. I'm Ian Carlson. Black-capped chickadees. Five of them, moving in a small flock from tree to tree. They chatter to themselves quite energetically as they forage for insects and seed. One hangs upside down from a pine tassel, an acrobatic feat that is, to me at least, classic black-capped chickadee. Without any hesitation, the chickadee releases its feet and with a minimum of effort, maybe two wing flaps at most, alights itself upon a branch right side up. Never once needing to pause for equilibrium, never once losing its place in the conversation. This is a black-capped chickadee at its chickadeeist. Sometime during your day today, pick up five U.S. pennies or two sheets of 8x12 printer paper. Feel their weight in your hand. That's a chickadee. This 10 to 14 gram ball of fluff is able to survive months of sub-zero temperatures. It can shed old brain cells and replace them with new ones to help remember where it stored caches of food. If a chickadee discovers a predator, like, say, a cooper's hawk nearby, they'll send out an alarm call and rally other birds to scold and irritate the predator until it goes away. So now, pick up a football. A real American football. A pigskin. That's a cooper's hawk. Okay. Now put the football down, especially if you're driving. Chickadees form loose flocks of 3 to 12 individuals outside of the breeding season. Within these flocks, there's a strict hierarchy enforced by the dominant bird, typically the oldest and most robust male in the group. This male gets the biggest territory when the breeding season begins and the choice of the best seed and the safest feeding spots. He also lets the chickadees below him in station do most of the mobbing and scolding, the chickadee-dee-dee-dee-dee calls, preferring to stay quiet and, you know, let someone else take the predator off. What's also neat about chickadees is that the females have their own hierarchy within the flock. Just because the dominant male picks you as its mate doesn't automatically make you the dominant female. Females determine social success on their own. Of course, the dominant female is pretty likely to use her authority to pair with the dominant male, so maybe this is more of a typical homecoming king and queen story than I'd like it to be. My overall point is that black-capped chickadees are great. Each bird is 10 to 14 grams, jam-packed with athleticism and ingenuity. Each flock, a fascinating look into avian social dynamics. And they come right up to your feeders, year-round. You don't have to go looking for them in some bog above 4,000 feet. They're right in your backyard. The chickadee became the main state bird in 1927. And one of the people we have to thank for that is Anna C. Witherly of Castine, Maine. In an article in the Portland Press-Herald from March of 1927, 
Miss Witherly advocated for the state bird as a way to get schoolchildren interested in birds. She ascribed the following qualities to the chickadee. Optimism, cheeriness, friendliness, resourcefulness, and industry. These would also stand forth, she added, as the qualities of the citizens of Maine. I'm still sheltering in place in our lovely farm with our now week-old son. My wife and I have been sleeping in shifts, and let's just say, if you think time in quarantine moves strangely, time in quarantine with a newborn moves in ways you never dreamed. As I'm writing this, I'm finishing my morning coffee. It's 12.58 p.m. No, I did not sleep in. But I did have a name and a small stretch of time, and the entirety of the internet at my disposal. So, I did some digging. There's a library named after Anna's family in Castine. Anna C. Witherly was the second vice president of the State Federation of Women's Clubs in 1921. She then climbed her own social hierarchy to become president of the State Federation of Women's Clubs by 1927. Anna C. Witherly owned stock. She's listed in some U.S. Supreme Court documents from that time as a shareholder with the Union Pacific Railroad Company. She also owned a bit of land, which she inherited from her cousin, but ended up selling some of it off, outside of her family, to a guy who liked conservation. So now there's a Witherly Woods in Castine, too. I've never been, but the photos look great. There's also an Anna C. Witherly mentioned in a book about 19th century American portraiture. In it, it's 1939, and she owns a portrait of her grandfather, Thomas Adams, that was painted in 1814. Perhaps it's notable that she's still referred to as Miss Anna Witherly this late in her life. Perhaps it's not. And we know it was later on in her life because there's also an Anna C. Witherly who graduated from the regular class at the Gorham Normal School, a women's teaching college, in 1899. And this, this is where the connection happens for me. See, the Gorham Normal School becomes the Gorham campus of the University of Southern Maine in 1970. A lot of the same buildings are still there. Well, I know this because in 2004, I started college there too, 105 years after Miss Anna C. Witherly. She, leaving, a hard-working, college-educated woman, and not just in some prep school for wives, but a teacher, a woman with a career, a purpose, a driven woman, a public woman, and me, entering, just a kid with a bad haircut, his grandfather's car, and a habit of getting up on stage and pretending to be someone else. 105 years apart. Between us is manned flight, the discovery of the T-Rex, sliced bread, and millions of people breathless, watching for the first time as Homo sapiens takes its first steps across the surface of the moon. 105 years. And yet, we're just one chickadee apart.
Hold that imaginary chickadee in your hand again. It's about five pennies, in case you forgot. You feel that weight? It's incredible, isn't it? This podcast is written, recorded, and produced by Ian Carlson. Music by Doubletone. Special thanks for this episode goes out to Nick Lund, also known as The Birdist, for discovering that quote from Anna Witherly and sending me down this rabbit hole. From one sleepless father to another, thanks. Pick up a football.